0: Sultan Kabus, Kabus of a man, he's dead. And the world is a smaller place because of his passing. He was one of the great ones, in my view. We live in a world filled with hubris, filled with selfishness, filled with leaders that are scarcely worth the name leader. But Kabus was, wow, well, he was something else. He was really, really remarkable and he died on friday and already by saturday they'd chosen a successor they opened the sultan's letter and appointed hytham bin Tarik as as his successor because that was his choice and that's fine but god the world is a smaller place because of the passing of kabus of oman he was something he was a hell of a guy a really remarkable man. Uh, they say. They say governance, at its best, is a love affair between a leader and his people. Sultan Karbus never married, or if he did, it wasn't for more than a day or two, and it never quite worked out for him. He was. Um, he was basically a loner, in that respect, but. He was married to his people, and his people were married to him. He had that that basic idea of Pat. He understood what it was to be a ruler. And what it is to be a ruler, a leader, is to love your people. Just that. There's nothing else to it. It's so simple. But most people, most rulers, most leaders don't get it. They think, my people need me, so I will look after them. That's not the same at all. No, Caboose got it. He actually loved his people. And, boy, was he good. It's a kind of web of life that Charles Darwin used to talk about, interdependence, uh, he meant Charles Darwin used to think that all life was interdependent, well can caboose of a man I guess got that he saw that we were all interdependent, we all depended on one another, and he cared and he cared um, he was uh, that's why he's chosen a successor that's good at. Economic affairs and foreign policy, because these are key things. He could have chosen a military man as his successor, but he didn't. He chose. He chose somebody who really had an under has an understanding of the economic needs of Oman. And Oman is is up against the wall economically because it hasn't got the oil wealth of Saudi Arabia or the United Arab Emirates, and so it does. Um, does have to struggle in these perilous times. But yes, Caboose cared. Um and and my goodness, poverty is an issue. So he was caring of his people he wanted he wanted the alleviation of poverty. Manny Shinwell, the great post war politician um uh, long dead now, I suppose. But he believed the avoidance of chaos and the alleviation of poverty were the great things that mattered in governance. Um, and he was right, of course. Caboose understood that. He came out of a time when Oman, he would he, he took power in 1970, um, a time when Oman was engaged in a brutal and terrible civil war. Um, the south was uh, was influenced by communist yemen and was rising up uh, after years of bad governance and um kabus kabus held out a hand of fellowship and and peace and invited uh the the rebels back to join his government and it kind of worked. Oman had been riven by civil war for years. Before that, the Jebel the, Akhtar uh, were rising up. The people of Nizwa like, were, were kind of reactionary in their way as well. Everything. I mean, <laughs> well, they, you could regard them as reactionary. They were um, for the old imam, uh, restoration of that kind of governance. Um but Caboose came into power with, well, I suppose with, with uh, the British as his kingmaker. And uh, he, um, yeah, he was always an Anglophile. And he made his nation, he took the, the, the wreckage of Oman as it was and made it um, into a cleansed and invigorated nation and he cared for everything i mean a good bloke in that way he cared for the environment i remember he had the most magnificent oryx project down in the Jeddah. um was it the uh, Jeddah heresies the jebel jedet heresies Jeddah heresies uh, an area of rough desert the oryx you know the original unicorn of course they have two horns but you see one with one horn, you'd think you were seeing a a unicorn and some of the older ones, older males, you know. Um, Amazing creatures. Amazing creatures. Oryx are so beautiful. And uh, they were hunted almost to extinction. The Qatris have a small flock that they used to keep. They do keep. Um, But... um, yeah, uh, Saudi hunters would come in with machine guns. One was one was supposed to one kill killed half the uh, half the remaining herd with from a pickup truck with a machine gun. Unbelievable. I mean, what is that? So, you know, um and the oryx were virtually extinct. Kabus made a big reserve and 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 got the local people to to be their protectors um i remember going down a guy called roddy used to run the the place gosh it was beautiful amazing um not ro going so well now difficulties in keeping oryx in the wild but um and stopping people hunting them down but but hopefully, Carpus's legacy will go on in that respect. It's a small thing, but he cared about the environment. You know, he had great environmental laws. Electricity, oh man, they charge you so much for the first thousand units, then it doubles for the second thousand units, and then double doubles for the next thousand units. Great way of uh, of, of making it cheap to air condition a hovel, and massively expensive to air condition a palace. So, you know, it just, um, it's a kind of, I guess, a kind of, uh, well, it really is a a radically visionary policy. And they're adopting it, have been adopting it up and down the Gulf now, copying, oh man, It's, it's begun in the United Arab Emirates and other places, Jordan, I believe, is adopting that policy. We should adopt it in the West. Why don't we? God knows. Um, cars in Oman, I mean the cars through the Middle East have have a kind of um, pinger on on their their speedometer. You reach hundred and twenty kilometers an hour and, and the thing goes ding 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 to remind you you're speeding. Um but mostly people would disable these. Not in Oman, you have to have it. And um indeed Day, of course, it's years since I lived in Oman, but in my day, I remember um, that uh, government cars used to have a a governor on the accelerators, you couldn't actually drive them past uh, 75 miles an hour, 120 kilometers an hour. You couldn't drive them any faster because you they just the fuel would not work. And and the oil company, PTO, wasn't it? They decided they wanted to please the Sultan, so they they had um, you put your foot down, and if you went past uh, the speed limit, then the the fuel would cut out, and it would cut out for half an hour. You'd be stuck at the side of the road. You just you just lose power. Your car would lose power, um, and you wouldn't be able to drive it for half an hour. Uh, amazing technology way back then. And Oman had all that sort of thing. Clean, clean, what a clean country. It was amazing um, because the, go- the government, because, because the Sultan believed everything should be clean. Yet yeah, you could be fine for having a dirty car. My goodness, that was difficult in a country where uh, people were driving in from the the interior on muddy days. But you could be fine for having a dirty car. Police won't go and tell you to wash your car and you'd fail to obey at your peril. Um, no, it was—it uh, is a very clean country. Great fireworks on National Day, God. Sultan loved fireworks, best fireworks in the world in the Sultanate of Oman. And uh, tea parties down, down on his birthday. He used to, have to, he used to host tea parties in the palace. Uh, Boy, it was a great thrill to get an invite for you and your wife and kids to go to the Sultan's Tea Party. My, my, my. cakes were amazing things to behold. Ah, and the sandwiches so delicious. Gosh, 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 gosh. And the tea was good and strong. Yes, <laughs> but there you go. I mean, but what made him great? Meet the people tours was one of his things that made him great. He would, um, once a year for a month, he'd go wandering off through his country, touring place to place, meeting his people. And the ministers would be dragged up and dragged along with him. he'd actually become his bodyguard. He'd make them carry machine guns and walk behind him um and they would be hauled up to to answer questions from uh, tribes in Marjlis after Marjlis as the carpets were laid out, and the sultan needed camp the sultan would camp. Um, you know, and, and the people would meet and discuss things it used to be like that throughout the Middle East, you know, it used to be like, you can use like, uh, the United Arab Emirates, you could meet Sheikh Zayed, you, you people, but those days are long gone, except in Oman, in Oman, the Sultan did that, just in Oman, where it had gone everywhere else. He would meet his people. Um, i remember it's hard isn't it i first went to oman in 1970 before the coup that brought the sultan the young sultan to power and in those days under the sultan's father i mean i remember being astonished you you could see um outside muscat outside the city gates People coming in in the morning, um, businessmen and so on. And they would have an umbrella in one hand, you know, like a British umbrella. and But over their back would be slung a machine gun. And you, and you, you I remember passing a chain gang. A chain gang with ball and chain, I mean, you know. A chain gang. Um, laboring at the roadside. And the women wore bright, bright dresses. And the city gates were locked at night. Um, all that's changed, of course. All for the good. Except for the bright dresses of the women. I'm sorry to see those gone, though. No. Women have adopted the, the dress of the interior, the Bedou, and, and all wear black cloaks like black bats, well, by and large, anyway. Or at least they did in my day. Um, the, um, But not in the very early days, they used to wear such bright dresses. Um. Anyway, but what about the sultans? Uh, yeah, he had a balanced foreign policy, built not on hubris, not on pride, but on uh, tolerance and and uh, reaching out to everybody, you know, I mean, Netanyahu of Israel visited Oman. Um, he, Oman was was befriended Iran, in uh, in a place where in a time where divisions in the Middle East are harsh. It, it, Oman really was um, and is an example of of what of well a peace building i mean the role it's had in yemen i do hope the the Hadramat, uh and that area of yemen close to oman um remains close to oman because because yemen is so war-torn and 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 they need some care and only a man can give it in that Uh, region Oman it's natural for Oman to do that and God knows Yemen needs some stability why I mean what makes Oman so so good what makes Oman so I mean perhaps partly it's religion Uh, they're a Bhadi a Bhadi Muslim What is uh, Ibadi is basically based on a work ethic on on don't waste anything. I mean, an Ibadi sheikh will eat every last grain of rice on his plate, every last grain, rather than waste. Um, Quite different from the normal uh, custom in the Arab world, which is to, to you know, to 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 keep uh, on eating until you can eat no more and have leave lashes of food in some display of extravagance, Abadis um, are much more Puritan. Um, and the work ethic is very strong, in, in just like the Puritans in the West. Um, and religion is stripped down and simple. The sultan has built a great new fancy mosque, which is way, way, away from the Abadi tradition. Abadi mosques didn't have great minarets and and, and twirly bits and so on. They were simple, stripped down things. Um, Indeed, often without a minaret at all. They were very basic. Um, Now, of course, they're much more fanciful, I suppose. There, that's gone. But the basic tradition of Ibadi Islam, which is one of simple, simple purity, is still there in Oman. So the Sultan's dead, long live the Sultan. We've now got Haitham bin Tarek. Will he go on, meet the people tours? I hope so. Oh, Sultan Kabus used to make his uh, ministers run up and down sand dunes and have shooting competitions. I'm not sure Haitham bin Tariq will do the same. Shame if he doesn't. I, but he, I, By all accounts, he's a good man. The Sultan's dead. Long live the Sultan. I wonder sometimes about my old friends from Oman. Ali Nasser, Al-Hadrami, Sharifa, Jamal, Miriam. How they are now. Probably old like me now. We all get older. And Oman is changing. I haven't seen Said Fahad. Who uh, was my father, late father's friend for decades. But... Um, I have been back to Oman for a long time, but it is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. God bless Oman. God bless the new Sultan. God bless that country. And God rest the soul of Sultan Qaboos outside. He was special. He is special. His legacy is his nation, and his nation is special. God bless our man.